I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is author and attorney, Nadine Haruni. Her new book uh, and her series of frog books are Free to the Frog and the Two Mamas Next Door, which uh, this fifth book is has been published to coincide with Gay Pride Month. Um for toddlers, preschoolers, and older kids, too, the world of grown-ups is often confusing and sometimes scary. In her Free to the Frog children's book series, author Nadine Haruni makes coping with various life changes easier for little ones with the help of a mama frog, Frida, and her three little tadpoles, Franny, Frank, and Jack. The Frida the Frog series also serves as a tool to help parents, educators, and school counselors open up conversations about difficult topics with children in an upbeat and non-scary way. Toward that goal, each book offers discussion questions at the end. The entire series has been leveled for uh, schools to align with national education standards, and all five books have received readers' favorite five-star reviews and Gold Mom Choice Awards for Excellence in the Family-Friendly Picture Book Category. Very impressive. Welcome to the show. Uh, Nadine, nice to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Thank this you, one Catherine. Is, so nice to yes, on. Great to have you. Uh, free to the Frog, I like this. Um, I'm sort of relating this to I have three little grandsons, uh, three and five, okay. a set of twins and a five-year-old. So they're perfect for this series, for this book. Um, for these, Yeah. So uh, I'm very, I can get them presents. Uh, this could be one of them, right? So, awesome. okay, this one, <laughs> Two Mamas Next Door. Let's talk about Two Mamas Next Door, which does coincide with uh, June, Gay Pride Month. Uh, who are the Two Mamas Next Door? And and uh, what are the difficulties do you think the kids have with uh, accepting the fact that they have two moms, two dads? So... In this book, in each of the books, the, the frog family encounters various types of families or they go through different situations. And this, in this book, the tadpoles, uh, Franny, Frank, and Jack, meet a new tadpole named Jessica who, who came, moved recently to their community. And they live next door on the lily pad next door. And they have two moms, Morgan and Irene. And the kids, the kids are all playing. And this is the first time they see the two moms say hope. They hello to them, they kiss each other goodbye, and then they're confused and they ask, you have two moms? And the, the tadpoles in the book, I have them speak very frank, just the way kids speak, not necessarily meaning to be offensive, but just saying, blurting things out, like, isn't that weird? Isn't that strange? And they ask Frida about it, and Frida explains to the tadpoles that, no, it's not weird at all. There's just lots of different types of families out there. There's lots of different types of parents. And while I wrote this book, for Pride Month and for the LGBTQ plus community and to celebrate them. It's just reminding kids that all families are special, that there's no no two frog families, no two real families look the same. So Frida tries to educate the tadpoles and say, yeah, sure, sometimes there's two moms, there could be two dads, there could be a mom and a dad, there could be a single parent, and so on and so on, and that there's lots of different configurations out there. But the book is just trying to remind kids that there's no one definition or picture of family and that really all you need to have is love to be a family. Well, it's interesting because I was explaining that to my five-year-old grandson and uh, two moms, two dads. And then he said, well, then you need two babysitters. I'm not quite sure where that came from, but that was his (laughs) response. I said, well, I guess you're right. Okay. And and that was the end of it. Uh, (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I guess kids' minds work very differently than ours. <laughs> exactly. Very differently. But uh, and I think also that these books, they are for the kids, but aren't they also particularly for parents who have sometimes difficulty uh, explaining these kinds of issues to, to, or, uh, to, to their children, to their grandchildren? So this makes it uh, as helpful for the parents as it does for the children um, in terms of just, you know, having a tool, right, to be able to I- explain um, well, in this case, the two moms and two dads, but all of the issues that you've discussed, uh, the challenges that kids have in their, uh, that we all have in our lives. Uh, and I- exactly. Exactly. That's a very well said. The, the books are all, this one, all of them are, well, first of all, they're all leveled by the schools, the teachers on my website, but the teachers are parents. I, I use these books to, in a non-scary, not threatening, not serious kind of way, just a lighthearted way, tell a story and in the story, the, the kids are learning various life lessons, and it's meant both for the children who are, let's say, in either these particular situations or have this particular type of family to feel more comfortable, but also for all kids and their peers to recognize and understand it. Um, you know, there are a lot of kids here mixed messages on either the news or maybe at home. There could be negative stereotypes, and it's just to kind of make kids more aware to encourage empathy, to encourage a better understanding for worlds that may be not familiar to them or outside of their own. And a lot of parents, including myself, have trouble with getting these conversations started, which, because I went through all of the situations I've written about thus far, that's kind of what the impetus was to even write these books to begin with. What kind of pushback, if any, have you gotten from the, from the book? Um, I would say... The, so each of my books deal with different topics. Um, the first, second, and this book, fifth book, are the um, the most, I guess, uh, could have, I guess, be controversial in terms of in some people they feel that I shouldn't be writing about it. I mean, I'm just writing about real-life things. I'm not making up subject matters. I'm not making up situations. I'm trying to make things become mainstream, no big deal, not to, to um, encourage there not to be bigotry, racism, and the the third and fourth books are kind of more just neutral because the third book deals with new, moving and life changes and the fourth book deals with um, losing a pet. But the first first book deals with divorce. The second book deals with blended families and racism and diversity. And the, this last book, The Two Mamas, is, um, again, written for all families, but primarily the LGBTQ plus community. And, you know, just like you see in the media and the news, which is heartbreaking, all of the... Um, Hate, hateful type of behavior, let's say, going on um, among some people. It, it continues in general and even in social media. Um, and for some reason, this book has, even though I mostly get on, on my, all of my social media pages are at Free to the Frog, um, on my Free to the Frog Facebook page, for some reason, anytime I've been pride- posting about Pride Month events or interviews and stuff, you see a couple of these really... Um, awful comments and people come out of the woodwork. And I, and I do believe a lot of these people wouldn't have the um, courage to say, just like in general, people hide, hide behind their computers, but wouldn't have the courage to say face. But instead they write these, you know, I mean, I consider these people honestly trolls to write this awful, awful kind of comments, just trying to paint a picture of this book that, that's not, you know, based on any sort of actuality, like I'm talking about anything from pedophiles or um, awful, hateful behavior, and God's going to be mad at me. And it's, it's 
you know, just all these terrible things. I don't engage. I don't with any of those people, but they're completely missing the point because the book is just designed to point out to kids and families that all you need is love and that you can't, you don't choose your family. Your family is just, it's just your family and that nobody should be um, hating or judging somebody just because their family looks different than others. So it's, it's not, there's no, I mean, some of the comments make this into some kind of sexualization of the book, which is not there at all for anybody, for, you know, gay families, straight families, it doesn't matter. It's just, making kids aware that there's a lot of different types of families and no one family is any more or less special than another. So that kind of just like in general, my life, I try to ignore kind of anything that to me that's um, negative. This, this, I, I don't engage or, or give any of that stuff any credence. I'm doing this for a bigger purpose and to make all those families feel special. Well, it, what you are doing, it seemed to me when you get that kind of a pushback, it should, to me, it would reinforce the fact that you need to write these books because these people needed to read these books when they were, you know, toddlers and preschoolers. So it sort of validates to me what you're doing and uh, which is a good thing, which needs, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, as you say, the other topics, moving to a new city, important and starting a new school, but those are the same topics that we, I had growing up and, but there's, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, gender, yeah. And so we need to obviously, um, or, need to address the divorce and remarriage and it's all about loss and uh, all those kinds of things. But as I understand it, you also have, on a personal level, you have a blended family? Right. I have a blended family. Um, This actually, this last book, ironically, was the first one I wrote that had nothing to do with my family. But as, um, as the as I was in the process of writing it, one of my children ended up coming out. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that it did Surprise, actually have mom. a personal yeah. meaning. <laughs> Surprise. But all, yes, all of the books um, have a personal um, relevance to me. And I was divorced with the young kids at age one and four, which is the impetus for the first book. And then Free to the Frog gets a divorce. And then we, I did meet my own, I joke around, blue frogs, but my husband. Um, and we became a blended family. So that was the impetus for the second book, Free to the Frog and Her New Blue Family. And as we went through different life situations and, again, uh, quote-unquote real-life stuff that a lot of families go through, that's, but I didn't know how to talk to my kids about it, and there was a little bit of pushback. That's what encouraged some of the other books, like when we moved from Manhattan to the suburbs, that is what encouraged the third book, Free to the Frog is on the Move. And then my grandma, Helen, passed away, and my kids were little. And like a lot of kids, it was their first time dealing with any kind of death or grieving or loss. So I did Free to the Frog says farewell to her fish. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of kids go through losing a pet or a loved one, and they don't know how to deal with it. So just like with all of the books, I'm trying to encourage kids to get their feelings out there and to not keep it inside if they feel sad or confused. Now, you morphed, I don't know if morphed is the right word, but because you still are, an attorney, <laughs> so uh, attorney to right. author, how, yeah. Uh, when and how did you do that? That's a transition. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny because I have, um, I kind of have three careers. One of them I'm sort of on hiatus from, which is I'm also a, a yoga teacher. I teach restorative yoga and I was teaching also kids yoga. So I, I say, I like to say that being a lawyer, uh, being a writer and being a yoga teacher are really consistent with my personality and who I am, but being a lawyer is what pays the bills. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So even though there's certainly a feel-good element to being a lawyer, and I am helping people, but it's, it's different. I, I was always somebody who wanted to be a writer, and, then, and I was creative, and this was always something that was in my game plan. I, I ended up kind of fearing a different way because, like a lot of kids, my parents, my dad pushed me kind of into going to law school, and while I don't regret it, it's, I have a wonderful, I work at a great place, and I have a wonderful career was never really what my passion was. And like I tell my own kids, you should always pursue your passion. For me, it didn't really come until I was in my 40s that I got the opportunity to do so. But I still enjoy and do practice as an attorney. And I say this to the next Judy Bloom. <laughs> I will keep <laughs> practicing as an attorney <laughs> and keep trying to get Frida out there. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody, not everybody, many people want to become writers, as you say, you know, they become a, a right. doctor or a lawyer or a business person, and then they become a writer. But you didn't just become right. a writer. I mean, like you have really, you've got a, a publisher and you've got your books out there and that's not so easy to do, right? I mean, to be able to um, sort of, you know, yeah, you can write, but not necessarily you're going to get an opportunity for everybody to read it. So how did you do that? I, I'm, I, I believe in t- timing is everything, and, and things happen when they're when they're meant to. And I I always wrote as a hobby. It even started, and I always encourage kids because I do some school events and stuff like that. And I even talk to older kids, and I tell them just write. Even if you're like when I was little, like write in a diary, and I start writing poems. So even if you don't become professional, I think it's very cathartic, and it's just helpful to get your feelings on paper. So that's that was always a hobby for me. I took writing courses. Then when I was in my early 20s as a already practicing attorney, I took a course at a college in New York City called Writing and Illustrating Children's Books because I, I knew that was something I wanted to do. And I think just like anything, you need to get training. That was something I had never done before. So I thought that was important to do it the right way and not just try to put something out there that wasn't professional. And ironically, this is my early 20s. My mom is the original Frida. So she was Frida and I and you had to pick a topic to write a book about. And she, my Frida, my mom was going through a divorce. So I, as a way to cheer her up, I just wrote this Frida the Frog gets divorced, the first book. And that was in 1998. And then I never really did anything with it because the teacher, while he was very nice and he was a published children's book author, he wasn't helping any of the students. He just told me, this is great. You should get it published. Well, <laughs> thank you, but how? <laughs> So I didn't know what to do, so I tucked it in a drawer, and I said, I'll get to it later. And then, just like a lot of other things, people get sidetracked, life gets in the way. And later, it didn't happen until many, many, many years later, when I was already had my own kids and was divorced and didn't know how to talk to them. And I said, hey, let me wipe off the dust and take out my book. <laughs> and I used it to start talking to my own kids. And then... I kind of got back in touch with an old sorority sister who coincidentally had written children's books and she had a publisher and she put me in touch with them and then kind of the rest just happened. And I originally thought I was just going to write the one book because at the time there, there are certainly other children's books with um, having to do with the subject of divorce. I just hadn't found one that really resonated with me that told a story in a cute kind of way that didn't seem like life was over for the kids. So I, I wanted to get it out there. But then as I went through different situations with my own family and it wasn't all a bed of roses necessarily right away, I felt like, well, this is real life. I mean, life is not always happy, go lucky and rainbows and hearts and stuff. 
there's real things that happen and there's a lot of different situations or families and it's not written about so much. And I just wanted to, I felt if I'm struggling with how to, to open up the conversation, I'm sure a lot of other parents are. So that's kind of what led to the rest. You know, my first, my, uh, I have two guests on the show, and my first guest is a filmmaker, and I sort of ask him the same question, so I have to ask you the same question, too. Now, for the next book, you know, we've been quarantined for a year, or some of us even longer, uh, with our children, and the impact of the <laughs> pandemic. <Right. laughs> yes, and uh, the, so, you know, the whole impact of the pandemic on children and adapting and coming back into uh, going back to classrooms and getting going back into right. society and all the issues. Is that something it would seem to me that sort of fits into your series of uh, coping with the things that we have to cope with today um, in the Free to the Frog series? It, it definitely is fitting and would certainly be a welcome addition. Um, I, I, my third, so my third book, Free to the Frog, is on the move. While it's not specifically addressing COVID, it does have to do with helping kids through life changes. And, and by the end of the book, Frida teaches, to the ki- teaches this to the kids, but they realize on their own that change doesn't have to be so scary after all. So even though, of course, COVID was awful and nobody wished this would happen and it had brought a lot of challenges, a lot of people, I mean, I know me personally, and I'm sure a lot of people, there wasn't completely negative, meaning the takeaway. Like there were certain things I felt were beneficial. It was a good chance to pause and get back to what's important, spend more time with the family and focus on a lot of things that mattered and spend more quality time, not only more time, but more quality time, even though, of course, everybody's, everybody's family is each other crazy a little bit. <laughs> thing is too much togetherness. But work was able work wasn't was able to be done virtually just life got a lot simpler so they made everybody sort of pause and take a step back so that's the third book kind of deals with that the specific issue of covid hopefully by the time the book because it's a process right if i came up with an idea and write the book and editing and all that stuff is a process so i'm hoping by the time the book would come out it covid would be let's say a bad memory for everybody and there are already a lot of a bunch of children's books I know already tackling the subject. So I'm, I'm trying to write about more things that are not, um, let's say, transient, hopefully, and more just life lessons. So I am, well, I'll tell you why in a second, but I am, I have, the, the next Frida book is being put on hold at the moment. I'm going to be writing eventually about other topics such as, um, well, both family types of sets that are out there, but also things that kids may go through. So, for example, I'm going to write about adoption. I'm going to write about a parent going back to work and how kids deal with that. I'm going to write about disabilities, about special needs kids, about the power of friendship. So these are all real things that kids sometimes struggle with. So that's what's coming down the horizon. I I ended up using, well, I was saying before that there are certain positives. I ended up using the quiet time with COVID to focus on picking up a my first young adult novel that I started writing about 10 years ago with my mom. I never did anything with it. And all of the extra time got me motivated. So I'm pretty much almost done with that. So that's my current writing focus right now. That's great. I mean, those are adoption, children with Thanks. disabilities. I think that's a really good topic, children children uh, or disabilities uh, that's my opinion but um, we only have a few more minutes <laughs> uh, I mean a few <laughs> minutes <laughs> so you have yeah you're uh, you do a lot of different kinds of things it's great anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you 
Yes. Um, so now we need more information about um, website and or websites that we can go to to sort of, you know, to keep on track and to, to follow you and see what you're doing. Also to be able to uh, buy the books. I, I assume you can buy these books at bookstores anywhere and get them online, download them. Right. So, yes, yeah, thank you. Um, so, first of all, it's FridaTheFrog.com is my website, F-R-E-E-D-A, the frog, all one word, dot com. I spell it, and if you ever forget, anybody forgets the spelling, just remember the word free. I have it in there for kids and families to feel free to be who they are. So, that's, that's the hidden meaning. Um, I also have my social media, just to keep it simple, Facebook, Instagram. I mostly post on Instagram and Facebook. I do a little with Twitter, but it's FridaTheFrog, same thing. I encourage everybody to follow me, to post pictures. I have a lot of families that post pictures of their kids enjoying the books and they tag me. I'm always happy to repost those. I can also block out faces and names. And I do a lot of, I'm happy to do school events. I'm happy to um, to do lots of other events. And I do post when I have events, when I have new books, when I have specials on there. The links on my website go right to the publisher because they offer bulk discounts. They offer discounts the more you buy, but it is also available on barnesandnoble.com, uh, amazon.com, Walmart, Target, uh, select stores, but you can always order it because they have the ISBN number. So it's, it's lots of other places, but my website my website does have, if you click the book section, it goes to directly to where to purchase. Great. Okay. That's uh, lots of good information. Uh, Nadine Haruni, that's who we've been talking about. She's a lawyer. She's an author. She's all, she's a lot of, she's a mom. <laughs> um, thanks so much <laughs> for being on <laughs> on the show today. Um, it was really. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much for having it was me. A I, I, pleasure it was a great talk- show and I'm happy to be on. Great. Thank you. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Mm-hmm. 